Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Boiling rivers, bubbling mud pots, steaming hot springs, and giant volcanoes. It kind of sounds like Mordor, that fiery hellscape from Lord of the Rings, but really it's Lassen Volcanic National Park, and instead of Mount Doom, it's Lassen Peak. So Lassen Volcanic is the least visited of all nine of California's national parks, and it's a place that's not nearly as terrifying as its geologic features would have you believe. Yes, as long as you're not diving headfirst into these mud pots and hot springs, you'll be just fine. And Lassen Volcanic is really one of the most underrated gems in the entire National Park Service. It really is. So for any fans out there of burning hot thermal features and soaring mountains and Lord of the Rings metaphors, this is the park for you. Hi, I'm Matt. And I'm Brad. This is the Parklandia podcast from iHeartRadio. We packed up our stuff in Chicago and moved into an RV where we're traveling the country full-time with our dog, Finn, exploring America's national parks. Today, we're talking about Lassen Volcanic National Park in California. Our trip to Lassen Volcanic was pre-RV. It was part of a family vacation with Matt's dad, sister, brother, and soon-to-be sister-in-law. Yeah, so a couple years ago, my dad started this semi-annual tradition, I guess, of taking these family vacations to and around national parks primarily, which I love. And we started with a trip to Jackson Hole, Wyoming, where we went to Grand Teton National Park and Yellowstone National Park. And this was in 2017, kind of the trip that triggered my obsession with these, like, just immersive national park vacations. And then this trip to Lassen Volcanic was part of a larger Northern California vacation with Brad and my brother's now fiancé, Whitney. Yeah, this was our first time. Um, It's just fun seeking out parts of the country where we can do these extended road trips together and combine at least a couple national parks. And in this case, Lassen Volcanic was coupled with Redwoods a few hours away. Yeah, so we... Flew into San Francisco, spent a night in San Francisco, which was great. We got to like restaurant hop, bar hop a little bit. 
and then drove up the coast, beautiful scenic drive to Redwood, and then a few hours into like north central California where Alaskan Volcanic is located. And altogether, it's very doable if you have the time. I think we did this in about a week, and we had plenty of time in each location, including Lassen. And especially when you're driving in a normal car and you're not towing a trailer filled with syrup, it's just yeah. very doable. <laughs> that makes a very big difference. It does. It does. So before we picked Lassen Volcanic, none of us really knew much about it, which was part of the appeal, I think. It was underrated. Um, we didn't know any information about like hiking trails or history. We just knew that, hey, it's a national park in California that doesn't get the love that like Yosemite and Death Valley and Joshua Tree does. So let's go for it. Let's explore it. And late summer was the perfect time to do so. That's when we took this trip. It was uh, like late September time frame. And we just really kind of dove into it and spent uh, I think a good three full days here exploring yes. this under-the-radar national park. Yeah, I mean, we've both been to parks like Yellowstone and the Rocky Mountains in the summer months, so we know how crowded these parks can get. Yeah, and the passive-aggressive road rage is real. Yeah, I remember driving between a slower car in Yellowstone, and the driver had his arm sticking out the window the whole time, and you were getting so annoyed at him. Yeah, for no real reason. He wasn't—it's not like he was going 50 under the speed limit or anything. I was just, like, driving the car, and he was going, like— two miles slower than I would like, and I was just, like, getting so annoyed with his, with him, and especially his arm. Like, yeah. put your arm in your window, sir. Yeah, but, your road rage is never uh, really rational, is it? <laughs> not, not, I'm not known for my rational road rage, that's no. for sure. Yeah, but anyway, Alaskan Volcanic uh, really didn't have much traffic at all. That was so great. That, that makes a huge difference, honestly, because being stuck and taking such a long time to get from, like, one trail to the other is really kind of maddening. And... The, the reason for that, the reason why Lassen Volcanic is so accessible, is this park gets less than 500,000 annual visitors per year, which is very reasonable for a family vacation and shockingly low compared to most other California parks, especially. Yeah, I think it has a lot to do with the fact that Lassen is a bit more off the beaten path. Right. Kind of the middle of Northern California. It takes quite a while to drive there from San Francisco and even the Redwood area, really. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, that's, you know. Right, yeah. And it's it's probably closer to, like, Reno, Nevada than San Francisco, because that's where we wind mm-hmm. up flying out of instead of circling around. And Reno's small. and So it's in a very, like, kind of unpopulated by comparison part of California. I think that makes a big factor. Also, maybe another factor, maybe people are just scared of it. I mean, that, that would be understandable with a name that has volcanic in the title. I'd say that's that's a reasonable assessment. Yeah, 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 sure. But like we said, there's nothing here to be really afraid of. No, 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 no. Just keep in mind that Lassen Peak, which is the park's namesake volcano and the largest plug dome volcano in the world, is still very much alive. <laughs> very stop, stop scaring our listeners, please. Well, I'm just being brutally honest. and I feel like that's helpful to create these expectations. Geology. Someone's got to remind everyone that Lassen Peak last erupted in 1915, which actually was a year before Lassen Volcanic National Park was established and also a year before the National Park Service in general was established. And I also didn't realize that Lassen was established the same year as the National Park Service. It's so poetic. Yeah, it's actually pretty recent for a volcanic eruption. Yeah, that's, that's, the whole, that's what I'm saying, yeah. Aside from Mount St. Helens, Lassen is the only volcano in the whole Cascade Range to erupt after 1900. Yeah, hopefully the eruption wasn't as bad as Mount St. Helens, though, right? 
No, no, it wasn't nearly as bad as that one. It was mostly just a series of these, like, smaller eruptions, nothing too devastating. But still, seeing this volcano spew, like, ash and neon bright lava was, I'm sure, a startling reminder of the power of this place. Yeah, nothing like lava to put uh, things into perspective. That's actually a good life motto in general, I think, regardless of whether you're near a volcano or not. (laughs) Right. Yeah, and even though Lassen Peak gets a lot of attention from its, like, recent activity like this, um, the region has really been stirring up trouble a lot longer than that. Yes, very troublesome region. So the Lassen Volcanic Center, which kind of sounds like a YMCA for fiery mountains, <laughs> this, for, this first started taking shape more than 800,000 years ago as various ash and lava flows formed the foundation for this huge caldera. And Lassen Peak and other mountains in the park arose during the aptly dubbed last in stage of geologic formation, which spanned from 300,000 years ago to even as recent as just 1,100 years ago. This is also one of the only places on Earth that contains all four types of volcano, plug dome, shield, cinder cone, and stratovolcano, which sounds terrifying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And also during this time, more and more eruptions took place, which created a field of plug dome volcanoes. I mean, these get their names for the slow-moving lava that cools on the surface of the volcanoes and seals their domes. That's so fascinating to me. I had never heard of such a thing before going to this park. Yeah, you really learn something new about volcanoes every day. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I would love one of those like page-a-day calendars that is nothing but volcano facts. Mm, that would yes. enrich my life. So now that we've sufficiently terrified you about explosions and lava, let's tell you about how you can hike up Lassen Peak. Trails. This is definitely, when you're visiting Lassen Volcanic, you have to, this is a bucket list item. You just, you have to do this one. The mountain gets its name from a Danish blacksmith named Peter Lassen, who lived in the region in the 1830s and served as a guide for immigrants making the journey through to the Sacramento Valley. Yeah, the fact that this park's namesake, mountain, and centerpiece makes this required hiking, I'd say. Yeah, for sure. Because not only in, like, the name alone is it iconic, but it it's the most striking feature in the whole park. You can see it from pretty much any vantage point, and it's so tempting to want to do it and explore it. So I would say it's very worthwhile, though keeping in mind it is a strenuous hike. It's about 2,000 feet of elevation gain in five miles round trip. So bear in mind and definitely come prepared, starting early, layering appropriately because it does get cold up there, and then sunscreen and plenty of water. That being said, it's totally worth it, and the whole experience is thoroughly amazing. Yeah, this is kind of the first major thing that we all did here um, on our first full day in the park. I mean, it was definitely a priority for everyone. Yeah, it was. I remember discussing it the night before and kind of mapping out our day. And I was a little intimidated because this was prior to my days of hardcore hiking on a regular basis. Now I could probably do this no problem, but this was still an intimidating mountain for me. The notion of 2,000 feet of elevation gain and five miles round trip, I was a little worried. But I'm glad we went for it. And we all just had a blast. And... We, so we started by waking up pretty early, leaving our Airbnb house that we're staying at outside of the park to get an early start hiking. And this is a good point because there's not a ton of shade on the trail. So we didn't want to be hiking like in the middle of the day when it's the sunniest and hottest. Yeah, it's still not as hot as lava, though. So that's uh, good. No. Yeah, we didn't have to hike through lava. But compared to lava, the temperature here was downright 
wintry, I would say. It's um, especially the further you get, obviously, it's kind of chilly. So I'm glad that I was wearing a light jacket. Yeah, I remember like when we were doing the trail, I only did part of it, like a very small part of it. And uh, I actually wound up hanging my hammock up and these grove of trees just to get some time to like relax and like have my own time. Because um, I I just felt like mentally I was getting stirred up and I was just getting angry at nothing. And so I just figured it's good to separate myself and just relax in the hammock and unwind, you know, on my own for a bit. Yeah, you always seem to have your hammock at the ready, even when no one knows about it. You just kind of pull it out of your pocket. <laughs> yeah, definitely. But that was good. It was this cozy, beautiful little shaded alcove. Great for hammocking, it looked like. And, you know, you know your limits. And when you got to relax, you got to relax. And certainly the last thing you need is me hustling you up a steep mountain. That would not be relaxing at all. Yeah, we just, we just really get each other, don't we? <laughs> yeah, and um, we relax in different ways. And you guys had a great time on that hike anyway. We did, yeah. It was really awesome. It took probably a couple hours to get to the summit. Um, along the way, we stopped several times to take photos and guzzle water, of course, and just kind of catch our breaths because... There's you're at such high elevation that breathing can be somewhat strenuous if you especially if you're hustling at a rapid clip. And the switchbacks are pretty brutal and relentless and nonstop too. It's one of those mountain hikes where you can see the sh- switchbacks up and you're just like, when are these gonna end? They're at each corner it's really just like breaking my spirit. But the views are absolutely worth it. So that that really helped. And like I said, since there were hardly any trees blocking our view, the best part about that is you could see nothing but sweeping panoramas of all these plug dome volcanoes all around you. And then even better, my favorite part was all these twinkling little lakes and deep green forests in the valleys between. It was so pretty. Yeah, that does sound amazing and quite tranquil, really. I mean, uh, but still not as tranquil as my hammock. Well, yeah. I mean, it's it's hard to out-tranquil a, a hammock. I'll give you that. But... <laughs> When we when we finally made it to the peak of Lassen, there was still a little bit of snow up there, actually. So, like I said, wow. again, be prepared for weather changes. So, apparently, there must always be snow there year-round. Um, yeah. I guess because this was, like, late summer. I mean, it was hot and sunny. It was hot, yeah. And this was late summer. So, if there's ever a time where snow shouldn't be there, I would imagine it would be now because it's had plenty of time to melt. But there was a gigantic chunk of snow, like an icy little slick and... We had to kind of shuffle across it unexpectedly, trying not to slip and slide (laughs) as I inched my way to the rocky summit. And so once we did that, which wasn't too too hard, as long as you're just careful with your footing, the last bit here requires some, like, very legit scrambling up a boulder field if you want to reach, like, the technical top of it. There's this little kind of marker in one of the stones. And we obviously wanted to do that. We didn't want to come up to, like, the 99% point of Lassen Peak. We wanted to, like, climb our way up these boulders and then, like, eat lunch on in the most physically uncomfortable environment we could find. Of course. Why, right. why would you do something different? <laughs> I know, right. So I remember just, like, grabbing the bag of granola or trail mix from whoever was carrying it and, like, just shoveling it into my mouth, like, forming a funnel with a bag and then just pouring it down my throat because I was so, so hungry and so thirsty. And this was... One of those things where once you finish Last and Peak, it feels so well-earned, and you can just kind of sit and relax and breathe. And also, you it's the kind of place you want to sit and just drink in the sights, because you can see for miles and miles and miles, literally, like uninhibited views. 
And my dad actually pointed out in the distance, the far distance, you could see this huge mountain. He said it was Mount Shasta in the distance. And I have no reason to not believe that. So I guess that was Mount Shasta. And yeah, we just kind of hung out and caught our breath and got prepared for the journey down. It was great. Yeah, there's just something about hiking that make like sandwiches taste so much better. <laughs> yeah, I know. We definitely had a bunch of sandwiches up there too. Trail mix, sandwiches, probably bananas, you know, any, pretty much anything and everything we could shove into my dad's backpack. Um, and I think my go-to for something like this or any sandwich is I usually have like a PB&J. And it, I think this, the Lassen Peak PB&J was the best PB&J of my life. I, I still like, I mean, I, I, I'm still eating the same sandwich that I've been eating since second grade, but there's just something about a hike that makes it taste so much better. But you definitely don't hike like a second grader, that's for sure. No, no, I hike like a relentless, <laughs> restless maniac, that's for sure. Sorry. Not a second grader. I didn't mean to hump there out loud. I, I thought I was doing that internally. Um, <laughs> I heard. Yeah, I'm just going to stick with that hammock on this, that trail type. Yeah, understandable. We'll be back with more of the Parklandia podcast from iHeartRadio. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of. A degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Hi, I'm Matt. And I'm Brad. This is Parklandia. Today, we're exploring Lassen Volcanic National Park in California. There were plenty of other hikes that we did at Lassen Volcanic that were just as awesome and just as beautiful. Yeah, I really like that um, uh, Mantezina Lake Trail. Um, there was, it was just so pretty and peaceful. Yeah, peaceful is like 
absolutely correct and pretty. Who am I kidding? Lake. Manzanon Lake is this gorgeous, shimmering little lake by the base of Lassen Peak in the northwestern portion of the park. And there's an easy, like, super flat trail that surrounds the lake with multiple little alcoves and viewpoints where you can get right up to the water's edge and you can see Lassen Peak in the distance, like, reflecting perfectly in the water. And then just all the trees surrounding it, all the dense, like, bright green trees. It's I remember so that exact part of the trail. I mean, there was this uh, photograph I got of a gentleman I saw sitting by the lake painting the scenery um, on a canvas he brought. And it was just so beautiful because it's just it's so shimmering. I'll just have to add it on the Parklandia mm-hmm. pod Instagram. Yeah, that guy was fascinating. He was just like this, he looked like something out of a Pixar movie. He was like this like well-clad older gentleman just calmly sitting there painting on canvas. Feather in his hat. Did he really? Yeah. He was really going for it. I liked it. And the photo you took was so nice. I thought that was, it looked like a professional photo. Oh, well, thank you. You're welcome. So speaking of Manzanita Lake, we also need to talk about our paddleboard adventure here on the water because there's a lot to discuss. And this was like the key activity at this lake in yeah. this portion. I thought I was going to like die when I fell off my paddleboard into that freezing cold water. Yeah, <laughs> I know. That's the main thing we need to talk about. I, I like, love... <laughs> <laughs> it was scary. <laughs> like, I heard you fall in behind me. I didn't see you fall in, but I heard you like gasping mm. like for breath and you, it seemed like you were having some serious issues. Yeah. And also, I love how you were like the only person who br- actually brought your phone on the paddleboard with you and you were the only person who fell in. Yeah, how lucky was I? I mean, I was able to keep my iPhone dry, though. Miraculously. Um, But the rest of me was totally submerged in the lake, and it was basically like an ice water bath. Yeah, it looked... Well, it was was kind of misleading because... Well, this place is definitely not for swimming. Not at all. No. And it's misleading because it looks like it is. It's so crystal clear and pure looking, and it doesn't look like it's that cold. No. So it is tempting to, like, want to just leap off my paddleboard, but that would be it. Huge mistake. I would not recommend that. I've been there, done that, and not for me. But um, it does yeah. look like bath water, and it feels it like the type of water that would, like, you know, sink the Titanic. Mm. <laughs> yeah, right, right. So I guess just stay afloat, stay on the surface, and you'll be fine. And be careful not to drop your phone in the water. Yes. And speaking of Titanic, I would totally make make room in my paddleboard for you if you were Aww. to fall in. I wouldn't be like Rose, who'd just be like, room for one, bye. Bye. I would, yeah, I wouldn't let you freeze and sink <laughs> down into the lake. That's for sure. Oh uh, yeah, I'm sure you just kept paddling away though. Uh, but I did. Some but... other people came to my rescue. So I... well, yeah, I was in front of you, and like I said, I didn't see. I heard it, and I heard the aftermath. But I was like, oh, there. But there are other people nearby who could help quicker. Yes. So I let yes. them kind of swoop in. I, I know that if I was in there for a couple more seconds, you would have came back and got. I me. would have, of course. Yeah. Yes. And ultimately, it all worked out. You were fine. Your phone was fine. And I'm glad you wound up taking it because you got some some more incredible photos, including some really artsy, beautiful portraits of me, like lounging on my paddleboard with my sunglasses and a mountain in the background. I know. Right. <laughs> all priorities. Big priorities. So I'm glad that all, it was a win-win for everybody, I think, except for probably your clothes. Yeah. Well, they dried up real quick. Oh, that's true. It yeah. was a sunny day. So see? No harm, no foul. And aside from your tumble, this was a thoroughly great experience. I had never been on a paddleboard before, so I was nervous. And starting out, I didn't know how my balance would be. 
I thought there was a good chance of me falling in. Um, fortunately, I didn't, and I adapted to it really quickly. And when it did get a little windy out there on the lake, I just wound up squatting down on my knees and pedaling that way, which also worked out like really easily. Yeah, that definitely makes a big difference. I mean, I think I just sat on my paddleboard the yep. rest of the time, so I didn't die. Um, but because it's a lot more stable, to be honest. Right. Yeah, I saw you do that. I saw my sister do that, too. You guys both kind of um, paddled by me sitting down, and I was like, oh, that's probably a good idea. <laughs> because I found myself in this little, like, alcove by the by some edge of the lake, and it got so windy that I couldn't move. Like, into the wind mm. was pushing me away, and I'm like, um, there's a good chance I'm going to capsize here, so maybe I should do something about that. Yeah, definitely. Right. And then shortly after this, or at some point in the paddleboard, I think I was, like, lying down on my back, and I was gazing up, and I pretty sure I saw a bald eagle soaring overhead at one point, which seemed absolutely perfect and poetic. <laughs> yeah, that's my favorite animal, and I love mm-hmm. seeing bald eagles at national parks. I mean, it's not just patriotic, but it's it really inspiring. Yeah. It's the most patriotic thing to see a bald eagle in a national park, and it doesn't happen often, but like in a moment like this, you just, you're just like, wowed. Just couldn't be better. I don't think we, aside from that, aside from the bald eagle, I don't think we saw many animals where we were at Lassen. No, no, not really. I mean, just some small basic like squirrels and, right. you know, but the animals uh, that live here include like black bears. Um, I think they were talking about mule deers, right. mountain lions. They're everywhere. Red yeah. foxes. And then, of course, falcons. Falcons, yes. So a good bird park because you have falcons and you have bald eagles and... Uh, like, larger animals that we didn't see, probably for the best. Yeah, aside from my beloved, like, eagles and other birds, most animals here can be found below the 7,800-foot elevation level. Mm -hmm. Um, Above that point is the subalpine zone, which is a lot more sparse and has very few trees, but below that zone is where all the trees are, like white fir, pine, and red fir. Right, so that makes sense. Like, where all the trees are, the animals are likely to be, and... Animals love a good fir tree, so when you're hiking in that level, keep your eyes peeled. Yeah, one area of the park we were hoping to see was um, Bumpus Hell, uh, but we weren't able to because it was closed uh, for, I think, a boardwalk uh, renovation. Yeah, a huge bummer, um, because that, from our research, sounds like one of, if not the most popular areas of the park where all the thermal activity is. And also, I really love, and I want to remind everybody that Bumpus Hell kind of sounds like something from Mordor in Lord of the Rings, doesn't it? It has like this <laughs> fiery, like demonic um, sounding name, and oh, I, yeah. yeah, I was so intrigued. I wanted to go. Absolutely, but because that boardwalk was closed, we were in hell. Yeah, we definitely <laughs> were. So it lives up to its name even when it's inaccessible. Yeah, but honestly, this park has like some of the coolest names for its different regions, like Bumpus Hell, uh, Devil's Kitchen, Cold Boiling Lake. Right? Like Mordor, Mordor, Mordor. All of it. Cold Boiling Lake. I mean, that, to me, that just sounds terrifying. Yeah. Also somewhat, (laughs) it's like oxymoronic. Like, so so interesting and kind of scary, but I'm obviously into it. Yeah. These are all like hydrothermal areas in the park and Mm -hmm. somewhat similar to the geysers and hot springs in Yellowstone, but on like a smaller scale. Yeah. It's a much smaller scale. But so Bumpus Hell is the largest and most popular, hence why we were heartbroken that it was closed off. Um, yeah, but, but if you go yeah. and you're lucky enough to visit Bumpus Hell, it's a three mile boardwalk loop and it takes you by these uh, bubbling mud pots, boiling pools, steam vents that like shoot out of the ground. I mean, it's just, it's really 
mm-hmm. uh, amazing from yes. her research. Yeah, I know. It really looks and sounds like it. And from what I can tell from photos and my imagination, which is really all I have to go on at this point, <laughs> the whole landscape really looks like a giant kitchen or something. All these like boiling things and fumes and smells and like everything, all of it. Yeah, and if you can't check out uh, Bump as Hell, you should check out the other spots like Cold Boiling mm-hmm. Lake, uh, where these steam bubbles rise to the surface like fizzy soda. Mm, like bubbly water. Yeah, and Boiling Springs Lake, where the water is 125 degrees, and the lake is surrounded by more mud pots and steam vents. Yes, yeah, a lot going on there. But if you just want a quick fix and a sniff of sulfur, you should swing by Sulfur Works, which isn't really a hiking trail at all. We were thinking it might be a little more intensive, but you just kind of park your car on the side of the road, and then it's mostly just an easy sidewalk that takes you alongside a bubbling mud pot and a few stinky steam vents. The the thermal activity turns some of the ground around here like this yellowish-greenish color, which is really pretty, actually, and makes for great views, but it does not smell good. And (laughs) great photographs. Yeah, great photographs. It does not smell good, though. It's, like, very, very rank. (laughs) If you have any idea what sulfur smells like, then you'll you'll know what I'm talking about. Absolutely. Lodging. Okay, now we have to talk about our Airbnb. Yes, yes, we do. That place was a dream. Yeah, we didn't have the RV yet, and we were here with family, so we booked a house in Shingleton a small town near the northwestern entrance of the park, not too far from Manzanita Lake. Right. Super convenient, really easy to get in and out without kind of being in the thick of it. And the Airbnb was so beautiful. We had this large cabin-like house kind of at the end of the road, this small, I don't think it was a dirt road, but it was like this small winding road into the woods. And we were at the very end, really spacious cabin. And my favorite part was when we arrived for the first time, not only did we have like this little welcome sign saying like welcome Kerouacs or whatever out front which was cute our host had even baked us like fresh bread and had it on the counter with this strawberry jam that seemed homemade and we were so blown away it smelled great it tasted great what an angel this person was yeah it above was and so so good I mean this was the coziest place ever I remember like just walking into the backyard you could see the river going down yeah. there's like a little stream and Sounded Um, perfect. From the deck up on where the house comes from, you can look down to, like, the fire pit area. And I remember, like, looking down and seeing, like, Brian and Whitney, like, cuddling in their, like, hammock and just, like, having their own peaceful time. Yeah, there were a couple hammocks down there. Yeah, it was just such an awesome experience to be surrounded by all these tall trees at the end of a quiet, bumpy road. And, yes, it was a dirt road. I know. Um, It was the perfect little, like, wonderland retreat. Yeah, it sounds like a fairy tale, and it really kind of felt like it, too. It was like a fairy tale, but with more um, beer, I guess. We had a lot of beer. Oh, so much beer. Mm-hmm. We had to make like multiple beer trips. Right. It was like a PG-13 fairy tale. And ultimately, and best of all, it's just like a great place to relax at the end of the day and watch movies. Like we watched, I think, The Mummy 2. Yes. She had a few very random select DVDs. The Mummy 2 was one of them. Not The Mummy. Not The Mummy 3. The Mummy 2. 2. Brendan Fraser, Rachel Weisz. Um, great movie. And also the perfect place to play board games. And we, of course, had our Trek in the National Parks board game. Yeah, Everybody I'm, loves it. We really love Big that hit. game. I mean, it's we just do. so much fun. It's perfect for, like, small groups, like, the perfect amount for what we had. Yeah, seriously. And obviously it's perfect to play that when you're in or near an, a national park. So, you know, everybody's 
everybody's into it and loving it, and you're you're in the zone. It's a real people pleaser, much more so than any cheesy mummy movie, that's for sure. Yeah, and we didn't even go out uh, to any restaurants or anything. I don't we think so, yeah. We just stocked up on groceries and drinks and used the kitchen, and we grilled, we cooked. Yeah. We had these, like, family dinners. It was really, like, perfect. Yeah, it really was perfect. There was this huge wraparound deck, and one end of the deck had a nice grill that we could cook out with this picnic-style table, and each night was, like, delicious food that we made and or that you made i think you cooked a lot i just kind of got in line and ate it yeah your dad and i we worked mm-hmm. together and we were you trying were great. To, uh, to figure out how to feed everybody and where how to take them everywhere and it was fun i know <laughs> we'll be back with more of the parklandia podcast from iHeartRadio. live nation presents concert week now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists, like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. My favorite. But now we're at that part of our episode where we talk about our favorite things. Yeah, so Brad and I each have our idea in our head of our favorite things about Lost Volcanic National Park. We haven't shared with each other what our favorites are, so now we're going to spring it on one another. Um, do you want to start with your favorite thing? Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Mine truly was that photo of the gentleman oh, no. right by the lake, you know, painting I mean, he was just pointing, he was mapping out. You could just see the artistry that he was getting ready to put down on that. And if I could ever find him, uh, I tried, I mailed him once to oh. like try to get that that painting when he was finished. And um, I don't know if I got the wrong address or anything, but I never heard back from him. And I was trying to be like poetic and just get the mailing address so I can talk like to him. Like a physical and, mailing address? Yeah. Wow, and, how quaint. And, uh, uh, a mistake. I should have just got his 
phone number and his email address and uh, done it correctly. <laughs> you know, it is the 21st century. But I don't know. I was just in this mindset where I was like, this is going to be poetic. I'm going to mail him. We'll have a correspondence back and forth about this piece of art. Well, that would be so and nice. I was, you know, I get really cheesy and poetic like that. You know it. Yeah. So that was my favorite part, even though it didn't end up working out. But if anyone knows who this gentleman is, uh, make sure to reach out and let right. us know. Well, what if that guy, this is just coming to me now, but what if that guy was a ghost? He seems like he, like, I could see that. He looked like. Mm, yeah, he was a little too picture perfect. Right, too picture perfect. He might have just been this spirit, this lake spirit. He's definitely a lake spirit. Yeah. So, <laughs> something to consider. All right, all right. So, what's your favorite thing about Last Volcanic? My Last favorite Volcanic? thing, I would say, was the hike up to Lassen Peak. Mm. And I think for a few reasons. One of which was, this was kind of my first big, more intensive hike. And this was, I think, um, a starting point for me that opened the floodgates where I became obsessed with it. Now I do it a lot. And it was just beautiful and really, really fun. Ultimately, I know I like kind of griped and uh, struggled with certain elements of it, but the views were just monumental. And the satisfaction of getting to the top and perching myself on those jagged boulders and just looking out at the lakes down, way down below and the other mountaintops in the distance was really a wonderful experience. And I'm glad I got to do it with um, some of my family and everybody's kind of rallied and pulled through. And it wasn't easy, but it was, uh, it was an accomplishment and it felt great. So I would say that's my favorite. Yes. Um, now, do you want to say what three things you would recommend bringing to Lassen Volcanic National? Yes. Um, one of mine is going to be trekking the parks, the National Parks Board. Oh, of course. Um, you know, that's just a must bring, um, because it's so fun to do with family. Um, the other thing would be plenty of beer. Um, so that way Mm -hmm. we don't have to do many trips to the grocery store for that. (laughs) Yeah. Um, and then of course, like family and friends, this is a fantastic, fantastic, fantastic family park. It is. Um, even with the, the peak, it's just, you know, you don't have to do that part, but you could still enjoy the views and the lake and the the beautiful weather there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would agree with that. And the fact that it's not super crowded here makes it very doable for groups. So you don't have to really worry about a, a ton of car traffic. What would your favorite three things be? My three things would be, I think, especially for paddleboarding purposes or kayaking on Manzanita Lake, I would recommend having some sort of insulation type layer like we have wetsuits that we brought i think there'd be a good idea to wear that just in case because if yes. you were, were to fall in or if i were to fall in i would rather be in a wetsuit that would keep me relatively dry and warm wetsuit with a life vest oh yeah in a life vest of course that's good for any water activity but especially here on manzanita lake where it's so chilling so I'd bring that i would also recommend bringing especially if you're going to be hiking around sulfur works or any of the thermal areas where there's mud pots and steam vents and stuff, might be a good idea to bring some nose plugs because <laughs> beautiful to look at. Yes. They're really marvelous and incredible, but they don't smell the best. Let's be honest. I kind of like the smell. Hmm. Yeah. That's awkward. Yeah, that's concerning. Yes. <laughs> um, and then the third thing I would bring, I would say bring sunglasses or in my case, uh, my prescription sunglasses, my whatever they're called, transition lenses. Yes, correct. And because this, I remember when we were here all day, every day, the, the three days we we're here, it was very, very sunny, pretty cloudless, very bright, even when it's not particularly hot necessarily. But 
I would have been suffering and pretty much blind if I didn't have some sort of sunglass situation when I was hiking up Lassen Peak. So I think that's a, an absolute must yeah. for anyone. I honestly think this, when we get into dream vacations, we lived it. Yeah, I think. Like what we did was perfect. I think we accomplished that pretty much. That Airbnb was an absolute dream. I think that was the best Airbnb either of us had ever stayed at or yes. seen. It was so picture perfect, and cozy and lovely. And I mean, I, I would say the only thing that would make it dreamy would be maybe a more ideal DVD selection. And mm, yes. that's um, some feedback for our Airbnb host, maybe. <laughs> Consider rounding out your mummy portfolio and then... Baking us fresh bed with like a, a strawberry jam. Not enough. Not enough. We no, need your DVD not enough. collection need, to be on point. Right. I need Thank all the you. mummies. And I need the full Lord of the Rings collection and maybe some other stuff. I mean, it would just throw in a Harry Potter or two. It never hurts. Come on. Harry Potter. Yeah, Emily would love that. Yeah, ditto. Right. <laughs> yeah. You've been listening to Parklandia, a show about national parks. Parklandia is a production of iHeartRadio, created by Matt Kerouac, Brad Kerouac, and Christopher Hesiotis. Produced and edited by Mike Johns. Our executive producer is Christopher Hesiotis. A special thank you to Gabrielle Collins, Krista Waters, and the rest of the Parklandia team. And hey, listeners, if you're enjoying the show, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. It helps other people like you find our show. You can keep up with us on social media, check out our photos on our Instagram at Parklandia Pod, and join in on the conversation in our Facebook group, Parklandia Rangers. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. And as always, thank you for listening. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA.